my my family decided to buy a new hunting shack and one of my family members or a few of them were like well we don't want to get this hunting shack if if women are going to be there so basically i kind of got kicked out i knew that you know you can kind of tell when you're not welcome i guess i'm like i still love my family and everything but they wanted it to be more of what they were used to which was kind of like a a boys hunting club so to me like i had been going for about three years at that point and i was you know obviously i was hurt by it but i mean at this point it's what has really fueled me and fueled my fire to, to keep hunting Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your fearless host, Angie Scott. Welcome, everyone, to the Woman Angler and Adventurer. On today's show, we have special guest, Allie Jutin. You heard a little clip about what's to come in my chat with Allie in the little teaser intro for the show. Have you ever experienced anything like that in your life? Allie's had a few of those types of experiences in hers, and they've only served to fuel her fire and passion for hunting, fishing, and the outdoors even more. Now she hosts the Empower Outdoors podcast alongside her cousin Phil Stepp. Ellie brings a unique female perspective to the outdoor world, while her cousin Phil shares his years of knowledge in DIY hunting and fishing. If you've had any experiences like Allie's, where you felt unwelcome being a female in any of your outdoor pursuits, we want to hear and connect with you. Check out and join the Woman Angler and Adventurer group on Facebook. The group is a place where we can connect with, inspire, and empower each other. There'll be a link in the show notes, which you can find at thewomanangler.com slash 20. Now sit back and get ready to be inspired by Allie's story. Allie Jutine from one podcaster to another. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I I randomly stumbled across you on Facebook through a tip that one of my new Woman Angler and Adventure Facebook group members had shared with me via another group that she's in called Hunting for Connections. And it was regarding a post that a Gen 7 Outdoors TV owner had made looking for outdoors-related podcasts. And so I saw that you had posted on that, and that's kind of how I, I came across your podcast. So uh, that's pretty cool. I I think uh, social media can be super beneficial if it's used in the right ways. <laughs> for sure. So in speaking of social media, since... Uh, mentioned that um i'm gonna share you you know you have a pretty big social media presence with your alley up north um, instagram and twitter and i'll put links to those as well as your website alleyupnorth.com in the show notes thewomanangler.com slash 20 so let's give everyone a chance to get to know a little bit about you so they know why they should follow you online and check out your podcast, which is called Empower Outdoors, that you co-host with your cousin, Phil Stepp. 
If if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your background and why you started podcast. Well, my background really growing up, I I basically grew up outdoors. Um, my whole family hunts and fishes, and you know, the one thing that kind of drew me to this Empower Outdoors is that although my whole family hunted and fished, or they all hunt and fish basically, none of the women really do. And I had a few different experiences within, you know, the last, you know, seven years or so that really pointed me in the direction of wanting to help empower other women to women and whoever that are new to the sport of hunting and fishing um, to really help them get into it. I had a couple of negative experiences. And so I knew that there was, there was a need for, you know, some education and even just helping other people realize what hunting and fishing can do. Um, not only for, you know, the, the catching a fish or, you know, putting food on the table, but also the kind of the mental aspect of hunting and fishing where you're, you're outside, you're observing nature you're, you know, really just kind of embracing what what this earth has to offer. So I guess what made me want to do Empower Outdoors was that, plus my background is in journalism and specifically radio. So I knew that I had all the skill sets to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> and the knowledge, and um, I just, you know, I thought that there was a need for it, and I didn't see very many female hunting or fishing, you know, hosted podcasts. I know there are a few out there, but um, I know that it's easier to relate as a female or someone new to, you know, to a sport yeah. to really just kind of level with, you know, level with it and, and not talk beyond, you know, the listeners too, because if you're talking to an audience that doesn't know a lot about a, a sport, you know, you, you can't, you got to not dumb it down, but really just kind of play it out you know, how a beginner would see it. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah, you and I have a fairly similar background. I grew up in Minnesota and it, it was a family of hunter hunters and fishermen and none of my female cousins or female role models were really into it like my uncles and older brother and some of my boy cousins were. My mom would go fishing with us, which was cool and I'm sure that made a bigger impression on me than I've really ever even thought about. Talk a little bit more about like what that experience was growing up and why you think that you took to hunting and fishing even though you didn't have a big female support system there. I guess as I grew up a little bit, I was in college when I met my now husband. And, you know, that's kind of the classic story of, you know, the, the boyfriend hunts, so the, the girlfriend wants to get into it. it. It wasn't necessarily just like that. It was, it was kind of, um, you know, my family... I really got into it because of archery. I started shooting a bow and uh, my husband now, you know, he shot a bow and I kind of just was like, Oh, you know, my dad has one, my brother-in-law. And I'm like, well, I didn't really, you know, before I met my, my husband, I, you know, I wanted to do it, but I was a poor college student, you know, (laughs) working like three jobs and campus media and all this stuff. And, and so it kind of gave me a good incentive, like, well, we can have a really cool hobby together, you know? Yeah. And then I really just, I, I got into it. I went, um, hunting for, for the first time, bow hunting, um, about, about seven years ago. And, you know, I, I got hooked, you know, that first year I shot my first 
my first deer, my first whitetail. It wasn't big, but, you know, it was my first experience with, you know, actually taking an animal. So seeing my, my um, family do it plenty of times, it's just, you know, I did when I was young, you know, I took gun safety and I went hunting with my dad, but I never, you know, it was kind of like sitting in the stand, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But as I, you know, became an adult, I was like, this is something I want to do. And I started getting into it. And then I went rifle hunting with my family because they, there's a hunting shack, you know, the classic Minnesota hunting shack during rifle season kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And my, I went about three years with my family, all guys, of course. And uh, then it, it was a couple years ago now, my, my family decided to buy a new hunting shack. And one of my family members or a few of them were like, well, we don't want to get this hunting shack if, if women are going to be there. So basically I kind of got kicked out. I knew that, you know, you know, you can kind of tell when you're not welcome, I guess. I'm like, I still love my family and everything, but they wanted it to be more of what they were used to, which was kind of like a, a boys hunting club. So to me, like I had been going for about three years at that point and I was, you know, obviously I was hurt by it, but I mean, at this point it's what has really fueled me and fueled my fire to, to keep hunting um, because that wasn't going to stop me from, um, obviously, but you know, it kind of, it hurt at the time, but I'm kind of like, I'm over it now Yeah. <laughs> that I got, you know, kicked out, but I joined the Outdoor Writers Association of America because of my journalism background. And, you know, I really, truly just wanted to immerse myself in everything outdoors. I was actually working in, in corporate fashion, oh, wow. <laughs> like corporate communications. And so I really made a shift in the last year to like even make my career more focused on the outdoors. Of course, I was hunting still when I was working at um, this fashion retailer, but you know, I I really just decided in the last year that I wanted to, you know, pursue it full time. You know, all in. So wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's kind of part of my story. <laughs> awesome. What what was that sh- making that shift like? Was it scary, or you know what? Did you have some something that like enabled you to do that or you just kind of took the risk to make that shift to focus? You know, what, you know what they call like crucible moments, like those moments in your life, it's like turn, turning point mm-hmm. where something happens and you kind of make this mind shift. You either keep going in one direction or you shift. Mm-hmm. Well, I had, like I said, a few uh, in the same year. One was the you know, the hunting situation with my family. Another was, you know, there was some turmoil at work with just corporate stuff that, that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, another was going to the Outdoor Writers Conference of America and seeing an opportunity for myself there because I basically saw an, kind of an aging out, not to be, you know, rude or anything, mm-hmm. but mostly older, older gentlemen and um, a few women and then just a few younger people, but really not... So I was basically a minority at this conference. And and so I was like, huh, there needs to be female perspective in the outdoor writing world and, you know, hunting and fishing because there are, that's the fastest growing market as far as, you know, getting people into hunting and fishing. It's, it's actually the women. So it's a growing, you know, growing in popularity in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I just, I knew there was a place for me and I also got married in the same year. So I got married while well, I quit my job 
got married and I'm like, all right, here we go. So I did have an opportunity, like my story is a little unique in the fact that my husband was supporting me as far as, you know, supporting my goals Mm -hmm. and everything. And, you know, I had, you know, some savings from work and everything. And so I, I kind of had the support system that I needed. Right. And, and so that not, I'm not saying that everyone should just quit their job and, and just pursue something like this. Um, You kind of have to look at all the factors that go into it, but for me, that's that's how it worked, and it's been working for me. So that's great. So I love there was a story that you told on your podcast. I don't know if this happened earlier on or if this was just another one of those moments, but you told a story about an experience you had trying to purchase a more advanced bow at a retail store that you actually uh-huh. used to work for. Super unfortunate, yep. but it's so incredibly telling to me as to why women like yourself and myself are doing what we do. Can you fill the listeners in on that experience? Yeah. So that was another one of my crucible moments, (laughs) actually. One of those turning points that just kind of led me in this direction. So at the point that I was shopping for a new bow, it was a couple of years ago now, um, because I, I shopped for a bow for at least a year before I bought one because I was super serious about, you know, really trying bows and, and figuring out what I, what felt good, what I wanted. And anyone who's, you know, wanting to get into archery, when you first start out, you really don't know what you need. I mean, you, you should really just go for the, you know, the, the first, like the, the starter bows, which are adjustable. So it kind of grows with you and whatnot. So mm-hmm. At the point that I was at, I had that that bow that adjusted, and I was kind of ready for my next bow. And so I went to this retailer that I used to work for. Um, at the time, I was working at the the fashion retailer company, and I had gone there actually with one of my friends from work, um, where I was working. And we both looked cute because we worked in fashion, you know. <laughs> and I'm not like I'm I'm girly, um, but not super girly, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to look nice. And so I walk in and my friend actually, the funny, the other funny part of the story is that my friend actually just at that moment had got a job at this company in the corporate office. Oh, wow. So she was in the store. She'd never been in a store like that. She's not outdoorsy in that sense. She's not like a hunter or anything. Um, but she had gotten a job, you know, as a, a gun planner and she, she's like, well, I better come with you. Cause I, I'm going to work and, you know, <laughs> work for this company. So we walk in and um, I had just been there the previous weekend and I had shot a few different bows um, with my husband. And uh, we walk in and my friend goes to the, we didn't know this at the time, but it was the store manager. And, and she goes, can you help us? She's looking to shoot some bows. And he turns to us and he's like, well, is she looking to shoot or buy? Because there's a difference. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, uh okay (laughs) because you know I had just shot them at the same exact store and there was a couple different ones that I had been looking at online and I was like well I want to try these ones now Mm -hmm. and you know it is a little bit of a hassle to set up a bow and whatnot but it just felt like the way that we were dressed and the fact that we were females and you know that kind of thing it really felt just off and bad Mm -hmm. and then um, they he sent over another person that worked at the store. It wasn't somebody who was in the archery department, just a random dude. And he started asking me questions and I'm asking these specific questions, you know, like not like a newbie, right? Cause I had known, you know, I knew kind of what I wanted. He couldn't answer my question. He's like, uh, <laughs> well, um, let me go get the bow tech. 
I'm like, yeah, okay, the, the archery tech. Okay, go get the archery tech. This is who I want to talk to. I thought you were him, but you're not. <laughs> so they sent over the archery tech. You know, I started talking to him. I kind of tell him about my experience. I tell him, like, this guy said this, you know, this to me. And he's like, oh, oh really? That, that's the store manager. I'm like, well, you know, like, that's that's what he said. Like, And it just kind of was this really terrible experience because, you know, no one treated me with, like, you have knowledge or, you you know, you, you know what you're looking for. Right. I still didn't get to shoot a bow because I didn't have enough time on my lunch break at that point. Mm-hmm. So. And I didn't want to shop from them anymore anyways. So it, it, it kind of made me shop somewhere else, more local even. So Right. Yeah. And, and you actually, even though you don't normally do this or maybe haven't even ever done that, but actually wrote a letter to the company about that experience. I did. And yeah. did you get any I kind of response? Or... Um, I, you know, I didn't get a response to my letter. I took it even a little bit further and I messaged messaged them on Facebook mm-hmm. and I did get a response back from that. It was like, I'm sorry about your experience. You know, in, in my line of work at the time, I was working with, basically I was working in communications and I communicated to the stores on how to treat customers. <laughs> and so that was part of it. Like I did a lot of different, I, I wore a few, a few hats in that job, mm-hmm. but I knew exactly how the customer experience should be. And Again, I also worked at that store. So to me, it was really unacceptable. And I never, ever, ever write bad, you know, I never write to companies because I just, I don't have the time for that. But I just felt like I had to. And it didn't really get a response that I wanted. Mm -hmm. But they did, you know, they wrote me back on Facebook, I guess. How's everything been going so far now that you've made this transition? Is it, is it, you know, been going well, like? making good progress in the industry and how's the podcast been going? Cause you, you just started that in March, was it? Yeah, we started it in March and really the goal of the podcast in power outdoors is to, you know, kind of a educate and then also, you know, provide some tips and, and whatnot, but then also kind of show how hunting, you know, can empower you outside of the outdoors, mm-hmm. you know? So like different stories or, you know, people we have guests on sometimes. Um, the next episode that I'll be posting tomorrow will be, you know, talking to a guy who volunteers for this Wounded Warrior Veterans oh, cool. group that they take veterans hunting. And it's, it's that's empowering too because if you think about hunting and fishing and kind of that camaraderie that you build when you, you know, have like-minded people with you um, doing it, um, that kind of, it's a helpful thing for people who are ex-military veterans. These are wounded warriors, so they were in combat. And so, you know, it kind of gives them back that piece that's missing in civilian world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, th- that kind of stuff is, is really what we're about. Awesome. I just interviewed Kendall Newson from Teach a Child to Fish, and we kind of talked about that as well. There's a lot of benefits that come from being out there and fishing that you don't really think about other than, like, learning how to tie knots or, you know, actually the technical aspect of catching a fish, but, you know, it teaches, teaches these kids patience. It teaches them 
confidence in completing a task. And, and he even said that he finds that when the kids are in that environment, they tend to open up about things that, you know, maybe some issues they have going on at school or at home or whatever. It's just very interesting, just things that you don't even think about benefits to um, doing things like hunting and fishing. So that's really cool. Exactly. So what would what's the future look like for you or like what's your ideal with all this? Um, you know, I have a few different directions and I know that I need to kind of hone it in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I do um, some social media for, you know, different small businesses and, and um, outdoor related companies not just social media. Sometimes I'll do email content marketing or Facebook advertising, that kind of stuff. But the other pieces that I'm doing is outdoor writing. So I'll write for, you know, different publications and, and whatnot. And then, you know, on a pro staff for a couple different teams at this point. And so really I'm just trying to get involved with everything outdoors and making connections and, you know, provide whatever service that I, I can to, to these companies or, or, people. So really it's, I have my blog, I'm doing a lot of different (laughs) little things that add up to kind of this bigger picture of being an outdoor influencer or outdoor writer or, you know, social media manager kind of person. So a little bit of everything, just kind of keep plugging away in the industry. Cool. That's, that's exciting. I hope everything works out great for you. And if any of our listeners wanted to get in contact with you for information or inspiration, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Um, They can um, visit my website, alleyupnorth.com. There's a contact form there. You don't have to use it as a, you know, business request, you can just use it to, you know, send, it'll send me an email, basically. Gotcha. Um, you can follow me on Alley Up North um, on Instagram. Alley Up North is my Instagram handle or Twitter. Um, but really, uh, you can email me, um, Allie.Jutin, J-U-T-E-N, at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. And uh, maybe I'll get a chance to be on your podcast at some point. That would be a lot of fun. For sure. And uh, yeah, thanks for everything. Hope everything goes well for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Isn't she amazing? I hope you enjoyed my chat with Allie. Reminder to check out the Woman Angler and Adventure group on Facebook, and also check out the show notes for this episode at thewomanangler.com slash 20, where you can find some photos and links to connect with Allie online. Thanks for listening to the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast, and be sure to stay tuned. There's some really exciting things in the works. I can't wait until we make an announcement here very soon. Until then, please stay safe, everyone.